You're listening to the Clifford Chance Smarts Podcast with me, Saj Jetta, author of The Smarts, founder of award-winning talent consultancy, The Smarty Train, and an economist who is obsessed with working smart. I love to find brilliant people, follow them around, and share their secrets, which is why I jumped to the chance to do this podcast that you're listening to right now. In this series, and in each episode, I get to speak to an amazing person at leading global law firm Clifford Chance, find out what makes them tick, and share with you some hacks for how you can get ahead in your own career. This time, I sat down with Chief of Staff, Lizzie Goodburn. Lizzie has done so many things in her career, but I knew exactly which one I wanted to start off talking about. She was an Olympic rower. I mean, come on, of course I'm going to ask her about it. So let's go. Here's Lizzie and I at Clifford Chance in Canary Wharf. So training for the Olympics and training to become a lawyer, which one was harder? (laughs) Oh, good question. The rowing is 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 hard physically. It's get, getting up early in the morning. It's rowing in the dark in the middle of winter on the Thames with your hands freezing and somebody bellowing at you through a megaphone repeatedly to do the same thing over and over again with tiny degrees of difference to improve. The law is challenging from the sheer volume of stuff there is to learn. Um, but it's it's fascinating and it's it's so varied and it's so open to debate and interpretation. And I had great classmates and great discussions. And so that was really mentally challenging. Um, row, you know, rowing is is a really physically intense sport, um, but it isn't like tennis or um, you know football when you're thinking about strategy all the time it really very is very much do the same thing over and over again perfectly for six and a half minutes and hopefully you do better than everybody else and win the race (laughs) and presumably with this bellowing that was happening (laughs) on the banks of the Thames uh, you probably learned quite a lot about feedback and and the f-word through these moments but was there anything that you learned through the bellowing and feedback that you've then brought into your life as a lawyer I think you're right you do being coached is is, is essentially being criticised nonstop, um, and I, it took me a while to sort of put put that lesson together with the world of work. Right. Um, but I think I I naturally I'm, I'm receptive to to feedback to coaching to doing things differently and open to suggestion. Um, and equally, I really like working with other people and listening to other people's points of view and working in teams. But yeah, that constant request to improve and to think and to do things better, I think you do carry with you after the rowing right. has stopped. So tell me a bit more. Often people will argue that with feedback, it's not just about giving it, but it's actually about being open to receiving it. And whilst you were training to become a rower, what did you learn about the art of receiving feedback? Well, I, th- I think if you want to be in one in the top level of elite rowing in the world, you have to be respectful and listen to the person who's coaching you. The relationship between the coach and the athlete is key. If you don't respect your coach and don't think that they are telling you things that you don't already know, then it's never going to work and you're never going to improve. And I've seen that happen with people who didn't have a good relationship with their coach right um you know a coach isn't necessarily able to do the things that you are better than you um you know my rowing coach throughout my career had not been to the he wasn't an olympian um but he was exceptionally good at um spotting people's mistakes and helping them 
to finding a way for that individual to improve on their mistakes because people don't learn the same ways. Yeah. Some people, some people learn with rowing, for example. Some people learn um, by, you know, aggressive feedback, yeah. you know, shouting and <laughs> encouragement. Some people will learn because they want to have a visual, visual, a visualization of how to do something differently. So describing or describing a sensation or how to do something differently. So the real skill of a coach is to work out how to get the best out of individuals right. because people learn differently. Um, and so I think that that principle you can take into the world of work. People learn differently and not everybody will approach things in the same way. And, that, and that's that's the beauty of working in a team is you get people with different approaches. Yeah. Um, yeah. So I don't I don't always in my head recognize that the lessons I'm bringing from rowing are, are the ones that I'm bringing into work. But sometimes when I do sit back and think about it, then they, they are applicable. It's so true what Lizzie's saying about how varied and nuanced feedback at work can be. Most of the time, we don't even want to talk about it, and that's why I call it the F word. But it's no bad word. Seeking out feedback is the best way for you to learn and grow. Ask for it regularly if you're serious about improving yourself and your relationship with work. As Lizzie and I talked more, I became certain of one thing. She's a really, really cool customer. Here's us talking more about feedback and how she keeps her head cool as the chief of staff. It sounds like you are a natural doer and getting things done occupies a huge proportion of your day. Um, Have you always been that way? Have I always been a doer? Yeah, I think think I've always been pretty energetic and I've always embraced opportunity um, from, you know, through school, um, through university, I, I if not if really interesting and fun opportunities come my way, I tend to take them. Um, you know, rowing, for example, like rowing, for example, you know, I didn't have to move to London um, to do my law conversion, but if I did, it meant I could row at the best place for women's rowing in the country at the same time, um, and so I took that that opportunity. Um, you know, I could have. I didn't have to take a training contract with Clifford Chance. That's an intense, you know, proposition. It was, you know, at the time, you know, the biggest law firm in the world. Um, but there was the opportunity, and it came with with it came the opportunity to work overseas. And so, yes, I took that opportunity as well. I went to Hong Kong, and then I went to Singapore. Um, so, so yeah, I, th- I guess. Yeah, that's the kind of person I am. I just I take the opportunities. <laughs> <laughs> and given that you are a doer, does inactivity bother you? <laughs> that's a good question. I, I, so I definitely know how to relax. Um, although um, that may be in a in a more active way than other people might picture relaxation. You know, I still do a lot of exercise. Um, my husband would say I'm completely institutionalized on exercise that I have to do it to, um, to, to, you know, to feel relaxed. And if I don't, then things tend to get quite intense pretty quickly. And I think I'm just pretty good at managing myself now. Like I know, I know when, um, when I need to relax and what, what it takes to do that. And what else do you do to switch off? Um, 
yeah, that's it's that's a difficult question when you've got three kids under six. Um, Do you hide? <laughs> um, <laughs> yes, I often find a need to to stand in a dark room <laughs> quietly alone, <laughs> checking my emails or something. Well, yeah, we exercise. I, yeah, spending time with my kids. I wouldn't describe it as relaxing, but it's definitely distracting. And it's you know, if you want to get away from work, then to you know, immerse yourself in you know little kids for a day is definitely definitely your mind won't wander back to work my husband and i've actually just moved out of london to the countryside which literally four weeks ago so it's all very live um but you know we love it we love spending time outdoors um you know we, we really make the most of it so i think you know a combination of you know keeping fit spend making sure i've got enough time for myself which means not work not not kids um just doing something that I want to do every day. Um, I think if I if I know I have that time, then you know, then that's that's fine. I'm I am completely balanced. <laughs> Imagine how much you could improve if you are constantly seeking feedback and incorporating it into your work. But you'll never know unless you ask. Thank you to Lizzie for being such a great guest, and to you for listening to this podcast. I hope you enjoyed it. If you're interested in hearing some more big little hacks to take you long way at work there are four other episodes of this podcast with other great Clifford Chance guests until next time I've been your host Saj Jetta and this has been the smarts at Clifford Chance <laughs>